Ridiculous. Welcome to Ridiculous, an extensive look into the world of Harry Potter. I'm Samantha. I'm Julia. And I'm Robin. And we're digging deeper into a world we love to learn more about the wizarding world. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Hello, everyone. Samantha is afternoon. Yeah, yeah. But Samantha still wants to be asleep. (laughs) Always. Oh, look, there goes the dogs. Added background. (laughs) Okay, so this week we are talking about the Weasley children, the first three. Bill, Charlie, and Percy. Mm-hmm. 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 Can y'all tell we're recording in the morning? Especially <laughs> <Right. laughs> on a Sunday morning. With no coffee. Oh, I had coffee, what? though. You haven't had coffee? I've had a couple cups of coffee. It's too I had, hot I in my service. house. Oh, Jules. That sounds I'm like a personal problem. Our AC is out. So Girl, I gave you a number of AC man. Call him. Well, we have to go through our warranty. So because of our uh, yeah. So well, they should. They're supposed to come out within twenty four hours. <laughs> That's cute. They're supposed to come out within twenty four hours because we, my friend across the street has a warranty. Well, it depends <laughs> on the company because the company we're in or we have is horrible. Like our our representative actually left the company. It was so bad. So <laughs> this month, actually, our warranty is up. So we're switching to the new company that our rep went to. So we're I don't hoping. Blame you. That's horrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, our dishwasher broke like three months ago and they never like I called and made the claim, but nobody ever came. So I'm like, we're getting away from these censor the word <laughs> you, yeah you need to call them constantly call them every day i do mm-hmm. yeah, but they, I, I i call i've called how many times this week have i called like six times this week and i've emailed at least that or like put an online claim in at least that they are just a genuinely horrible company no, no. so we're um like our our like i said our thing is up so hopefully next week We'll be with the new company. We can get our air fixed. So. Girl. Right. It's supposed to be over 90 this week here in Ohio. So I'm thankful we bought a new AC unit. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. It's already been 90 and humid. Just gross around here. Okay, ladies. North Carolina definitely caught up and was like, hey, it's time yeah, to get we hot right and humid. In- went right into summer yeah we did not even like yeah. a like a a warning it was just like bam here you go i'm prepared i have four cooling shirts and i have my cooling gator which came in yesterday and then i have my cooling towel so when i run i'm cool i mean or i just I don't run in my sports bra all day <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's that hot uh-huh Plus, I'm still not working, and I probably won't be working until at least July, so. Yeah, same here. I'm wearing the very central. <laughs> then my daughter's like, are you going somewhere? I'm like, yeah, I'm running to the store. She's like, yeah, I can tell you're putting a bra on. I'm like, really? <laughs> Thanks, kid. She's honest. Right. <laughs> my kid would be like, are you are you going to the store? I can tell you're putting a shirt on. <laughs> 
That's funny. Y'all are too funny. <laughs> Children. <laughs> All right. Charlie Weasley. No, Char- that's the wrong person. Bill. Who's Bill, Bill is the oldest. I thought Charlie was the oldest. Samantha's broken Bill. today. It's morning, so like nothing is, is right this morning. All right. So Bill Weasley was born on November. Let me let me back this up. William Arthur Weasley was born on November 29th, 1970. Um you ever wonder why we get Bill out of William? Anybody? I have no idea, but that was my grandfather's name. Like his name was William, but he was always Bill to everybody. So I have no idea. Yep. My gra- I have a grandpa Bill and his name's William. You get Jack out of John. I mean, people come up with the weirdest things. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Or Dick for Richard. Right. That's my uh, grandpa. My other grandpa's name. Yeah. My my papa Bill passed right. a little over two years ago. Oh. I'm sorry. I love my grandpa I like Bill. It. I miss my papa. He's a nut. <sighs> okay. All right. We have to get off the conversation at our topic at grandpa's because I'm going to cry. I miss mine. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, um, as we know, like the Weasleys are purebloods. Um, he's the oldest of seven. He went to Hogwarts from 1982 to 1989. Uh, he was a prefect and a head boy. So, after graduating from Hogwarts, he went to work at Gringotts. He was a curse breaker and he worked in Egypt. Um, in 1995, he returned to England, um, and he worked with the Order of Phoenix to help defeat Moldy Voldy. Uh, during this time, he was dating Fleur Delacour, and um, they did eventually get married. Um, so during the Battle of the Astronomy Tower, Bill was uh, severely injured by Fenrir Greyback, but he didn't actually turn into a wolf, a werewolf. Uh, he developed some wolfish tendencies. Um, he liked to kill for very rare stakes. Um, on August 1st, 1997, although um, like their wedding was disrupted by the, um, the Death Eaters during the fall of the ministry, um, Bill and Fleur moved to Shell Cottage. Um, they were able to help Harry, Ron, and Hermione escape from Malfoy Manor while living there, um, as well as Luna, Mr. Ollivander, and was it, it was Dean, right? Yeah, yeah Dean. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, um, Bill and Fleur had three children, Victory, Dominique, and Luis. Maybe probably Lewis, but it's Victoire. Victoire, sorry. It's French. Samantha does not say French words properly. It's bad. <laughs> um sorry, I have some more in here. I'm trying to find it. Um, do you guys play like Hogwarts and Mystery at all? I did. It it's too much. Because you like run out of energy and then you mm-hmm. gotta wait and then yeah and Hogwarts mystery hundred percent not canon. No, I I don't think so. But I, my my point in asking that was that Bill is one of the main characters um, that you meet along the way, and I I do play it, so it's it's kind of fun to like 
to see like the um what's the word I'm looking for? Like the the change or like yeah, the, the, the way that, Yeah, yeah, yeah. See him grow. Yeah. I, I don't have the money to play it because you 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 play it for two times and then it goes you you're all out of energy, buy more energy. I don't Right. So I can get probably a good hour out of playing it um, because like they have like hidden energy spots. And so like you can go around and like collect energy and stuff like there's a lot more to do in the game than what there was when it first came out. So if you hated it in the beginning because like you, there wasn't enough to do, just try it again because it, it really it really changed. I'll have to check it out then when I'm bored. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't consistently play it, excuse me, I don't consistently play it, but, like, if I'm bored or something, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just pick it up and, and do it. it. It's, it's a, it's a board game for me, that's why, like, I'm only on, like, year th- three, I think, so. Um, so, in December of 19, so, to, like, back up to Bill's time at Gringotts, um, around December of 1989, Bill was sent on an assignment, um, to some tombs in Egypt. He encountered a mummy that he successfully defeated by blasting it to dust, a story he later told his younger brother, Charlie. Um, let's see, on his way to celebrate Christmas with his family at the borough, he stopped by Hogwarts, um... Hold on. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I have um, astigmatism and I don't wear my glasses anymore, so my eyes jump around. I'm blind as a bat without my glasses. I have astigmatism in my in both eyes, actually, but I'm blind as a bat. My daughter likes to grab mine, so I just gave up wearing them, so now everything is blurry. Okay, so he stopped by Hogwarts having received a letter from Dumbledore asking him to stay at the school for a few days to help him help him with the magical defenses surrounding the school. Um, that, let's see. Um, Bill eventually takes a desk job with Gringotts. Um, this was after he was did he did he accept it after he married Fleur or before? No, uh, he got that uh, before. Okay, I can't remember. Yeah, but she, they, I think he was at the borough and he was doing a desk job. Yes, but but the yeah. main purpose of him taking this desk job was Fleur. Um, right. Right. Let's see. So Fleur also took a part-time job at Gringotts um, to work on her English. To work on her English, it helped. I was just gonna say, Jules, say it, say it in her accent. To work on my English. Jules' French accent is is on point. Probably Did you take because, French like, or something? Well, I took French in middle school, but like my dad's family speaks Spanish, and French and mm-hmm. Spanish are pretty similar. Ah, uh, that makes sense. So, but yeah, I mean, I took French in middle school. Not that I remember much, but I took Spanish two years in high school, and I can ask you where the bathroom is, and where the I can ask you where, if I know the word for it in Spanish, I can ask you where it's at. But that's about it. That's a start. I mean, it's something. I can always find a bathroom, so. All right. So following the war, um, they had their three children. Vic, uh, Jules, Victoire, 
Thank you. Victoire was born on the anniversary of the Battle of Hogwarts, thus her name, which means victory in French. Um, she also she seems to have inherited her mother's looks um, as she was noted to be good looking. Victoire also seems to have a relationship with Teddy Lupin. I wanted to add that because like um, there's a lot of like speculation about the next generation like do you think that victoire and teddy would be a thing i would think so because like teddy's not officially part of like the family Mm -hmm. i think i think it's sort of like a like a harry Ginny situation like harry's not officially part of the family so he marries Ginny, and now he's part of the family yeah and since like Teddy like only only had Andromeda, and I'm um, Harry's his godfather, but I think because like they all kind of grew up together, that it just kind of like happened that way. Yeah. So so what about Rose though? Because um, it's been a minute since I read Cursed Child, but didn't Rose have a thing for Teddy? Yeah, but she's a lot a lot younger. Well, so yeah, but... it was probably more of like a. Like a crush like a kind crush. of thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so as of 2013, Bill was still employed as a curse breaker from Gringotts. Um, so he must have left his just job to go back to curse breaking. Okay. Uh, so in 2014, Bill attended the Quidditch World Cup with the rest of his family. And Bill spent his... Um, he turned 44 that year. So... I think that's it oh bill okay so this is funny but bill also wrote a handbook featuring his experiences with werewolves which uh would be used by members of the statute of the secrecy task force i just think it's funny he wrote a handbook right considering and... he wasn't full werewolf he was more yeah like a sprinkle of werewolf a sprinkle i mean I like he wasn't it. a true werewolf yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Did you say his birthday is uh, November 1970? Uh, November 29th, I believe. 19. So he'll be 50 this year. Yep, November 29th, 1970. Yep, he'll be 50. Hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Um. So... Because, you know, if there's etymology, I have to do it. So the name William comes from their Germanic name Wilhelm, which was composed of the elements will, uh, like W-I-L, which is will desire, and helm, helmet protection. So will desire, helmet protection. That's kind of funny because um, he has the scars on the side of his face. Does he not? Yeah. Yeah, so he kind of needed some helmet protection. (laughs) All right, y'all. It's too early for this. Somebody else take over. Well, it's my turn anyways with Charlie. Or Charles Weasley. Okay, so Charlie Weasley, um, obviously a male. Um, His birthday is December 12th, 1973. Um, but I guess there's some speculation that he might have been born in 1972 um, based on some things that J.K. Rowling has said during an interview, but roughly 1973. Um, he's a pureblood, um, long red hair. He's stocky and freckly. Um, 
He went to Hogwarts, sorted into Gryffindor like the rest of the Weasley family. Um, he His profession, he works with dragons in Romania. They were never given a specific job title. And the first time that we meet Charlie in person is during the Goblet of Fire. Weasley's Wizard Wheezes chapter. Etymology, the name Charles, comes from the Germanic name Carl, which was derived from a Germanic word which meant man. However, an alternative theory states that it is derived from the common Germanic element Hari, meaning army or warrior. Charlie Weasley was the second of seven children born to Arthur and Molly Weasley. Charlie is stocky and very freckly, um, so freckly that he looks like he's tan, and he has red hair that he lets grow longer than his mother would like. Charlie and his five brothers, Bill, Percy, Fred, George, and Ron, as well as his younger sister, Ginny, grew up in the borough on the outskirts of Ottery St. Catchpole in Devon, England. Like all of his siblings, he was home-educated in reading, writing, and simple math by his mother. He attended Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry starting September 1st, 1984, where he was sorted into Gryffindor. He was also in the same year as Nymphadora Tonks. Um, when he was at Hogwarts, Charlie was an excellent seeker for the Gryffindor Quidditch team and led his team to the Quidditch Cup, Quidditch House Cup. Oliver Wood claims he could have played for England if he hadn't left to work with dragons instead. He also was made prefect during his fifth year. Charlie is an outdoor type who has spent his whole adult life working with dragons in Romania. He is a member of the Order of the Phoenix, despite living in Romania. He primarily helps by working to recruit foreign minister, foreign members. Blah. He did make it to London in time to join the Battle of Hogwarts, but he was he was late to um he had missed the death of Fred. So he came after Fred died, but before the war was over. Um he served as best man during Bill and Fleur's wedding. He never married nor had children but was surrounded by many nieces and nephews. There wasn't a whole lot. A lot of the stuff I found about Charlie was from the Hogwarts mystery game, which is not canon. Um, so I didn't want to include it and have people thrown off about, excuse me, about, you know, if these are true facts or whatever. Um, I also found a pretty interesting fan theory about Charlie Weasley. Um, this is um, an argument that Charlie Weasley is asexual because he's inter more interested in dragons than girls. Um, J.K. Rowling never really came straight out to say, you know, yes, no, whatever. But during an interview in 2007, um, she said, um, she said Charlie didn't have children or marriage. And then um, the interviewer said, is he gay? J.K. Rowling said, Dumbledore is gay. I told a reader that once and I thought she was going to slap me. <laughs> but I always saw Dumbledore as gay. Um, no, I don't think Charlie's gay. Just more interested in dragons than women. Um, and since asexuality is the lack of sexual attraction, um, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. Um, but there's no confirmation. Um, yeah, nice, handsome young man who cares more about dragons than women. I mean, cool for him. He loves his job. It's kind of well, and it might not be. Maybe he just didn't want to get married. Right? I mean, yeah. Why does there have to be a reason behind it? 
He he enjoys his job. Maybe he just didn't meet somebody, or maybe he did meet somebody and just you know she's over you know a side hustle. Who I mean, why there? Why does there have to be a reason as to why he's not married and and doesn't have children? Why? Ask all these fans who have no because, time, or who well, have nothing better to do in their life. It's our it's our society. It's our culture. Right. I like mean, we we feel the need to like group people. Yeah. Like. Like, instead of asking a woman a million times, like, when she's having a baby, like, mind mm-hmm. your dang business. Right. Yeah. And then, and even, like, when you're having a second baby, like, right. oh. yeah, it, it, it's it's just our culture. And I don't know if it's necessarily, like, our culture or if it's just human way, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. I, I, just... I love when people ask me and, and I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> I love when people ask me, and I'm like, my kid ain't even nine months. She's not even a year old yet. Well, they check back uh, in three no. or four years. <laughs> my my kid's almost nine. I'm not starting over. No, no. My nephew's a year and a half. Okay, I'll take him. But then I'm like, uh, time for you to go. Yeah, you can borrow babies, right? Oh, I just don't understand why people have to be so nosy. So I have a a story to tell y'all that comes from last week, and it includes Jim Dale. So, you know, y'all had said that, you know, your grandmother would be like, no, I don't want you to pay for anything. I don't want you to, you know, I'll pay for the meal. Don't come over here. Don't help me. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I start, I finished up, um, the Deathly Hallows, and so my next book to listen to was The History of Magic, which, by the way, is boring. Hmm. I love it. Had, well, if I read it, I think if I read it, I would be more interested in it, but I'm actually listening to it, and it's boring. I have to, the audio file. I, I listen to it. That's, but that's just me. I have anyway, the illustrated edition of History of Magic and Beetle the Bard. For myself for my birthday. Oh, I still haven't. My, I still haven't opened them to purchase. Robin, well, those are on my list. What do you know? McKay's over here on my side of town. Yeah, they have like seven or eight copies of each. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So I'm running, and uh, I happen to see uh, Susan. Susan is uh, a good friend and she used to be my personal trainer and she lives in the neighborhood beside me and she runs about the same time I do. See, I'm not the only one up that early. Oh, no, um, you're not. So, it's just you're the only one who wakes up that early. Everybody else is just still awake. Right. No, she, she wakes, wakes up early. that early. She on goes, no, we both wake up that early. <laughs> anyway, so she, if we see We're each other, she'll stop and she'll love on the dogs and da-da-da. So we had seen her earlier, so I'm on my route. I'm running. So they're, they're interviewing Jim Dale about McGonagall. And where he came up with the voice. And because he, they were talking about the voices and how they had to lay down the track so that he wouldn't forget who was who. Mm-hmm. And he said, when it got to McGonagall, I could, he, he goes, I have a, a aunt that lives in Edinburgh. And I, he was like, I just love her to death. She's, she's like my, a grandmother to me. And she'll call me up on the phone and she'll go. And he does it in McGonagall's voice, which I'm not going to do because I can't do Jimmy, dear, I'm on my way to London, and I know that you just want to take me out to dinner, you know, because you don't like me to spend any money. 
okay, sweetie, see you in a little bit. I about <laughs> fell out because he did it in McGonagall's voice. She was like, I'm coming. I know you want to pay for it because you like to spend money on me. And it made me think of our conversation about the grandmothers being like, you're not spending money on me. And here his aunt's like, yes, you are going to spend money on me. So this, I see this woman walking in the opposite direction. And I literally busted out laughing. And I thought it was Susan. And I went, hey, Susan, I'm listening to a funny part of a book. And then she got closer. It wasn't Susan. (laughs) And I went, oh, I was like, I'm sorry. I thought you were somebody else. And that woman looked at me like I was nuts and kept on walking. It's because you are nuts, Robin. But we love (laughs) you anyway. I'll admit that. But it was just kind of (laughs) like, who the hell else is out at this time of morning except for me and Susan (laughs) running? Apparently, there's a third crazy person in the world. Oh, uh, there's a couple of them. I have people who will pass me running. So it's not just me. There are other people up early in Kernersville, but I just happened to, you know, put my foot in my mouth. But I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny that she'd call him on the phone and be like, I'm coming to London. You're going to pay for my dinner. I love it. <laughs> so, anyway, that's how he came up with the voice. Uh, so, when y'all listen to. Uh, Jim Dale do the books. Now you'll know where McGonagall's voice came from. Okay. So that was my antidote for the week. Uh, I had Percy. Percy Ignatius Weasley. Yeah, well, Percy wouldn't want to work for anyone with a sense of humor, would he? Percy wouldn't recognize a joke if it didn't snake it in front of him wearing Dobby's tea cozy. It came from Ron Weasley. Uh, Percy was born August 22nd, 1976. He is a pure blood status with red hair. He is tall, thin, and he wears horn, horn rim glasses or spectacles, which I think they did a discourteous to um, him in the movies for him not wearing those. He went to um, Hogwarts and he was in Gryffindor House. He worked for the Ministry of Magic. He was a prefect and a head boy. He got a clerical job in the Department of International Magical Cooperation for the late and later a junior assistant to Minister Spudge. He went on to become the head of the Department of Magical Transportation. Percy was an ambitious and rather pompous young man and is unquestionably the black sheep of the Weasley family. Really think he's the black sheep because I think people would call Fred and George the black sheep. No, yeah. I, no, I don't agree with that. I mean, compared to yeah, his mother and, and really that accomplishes, you know, uh, I only disagree just because, like, while Fred and George had like different goals and ambitions and what their family wanted like he was very he was still very much a part of the family he very he very much meshed well with like the other kids where percy seemed to sort of be like off on his own um yeah like there's there's also a fan theory that kind of put percy on the autism spectrum yeah um oh i wouldn't doubt that at all right yeah and like he was more about following the rules like like the law is the law and that and th- th- there's no gray it's all black and white yeah so i yep. think he became so blinded by following the law 
that it looks like he turned his back on his family when really it's just kind of his blind loyalty, which is also kind of something people with autism do. Like they focus in on one thing and nothing else matters. They're tunnel vision. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, He worked hard and always had taken great pride in becoming a prefect and the head boy. He earned 12 OWLs and getting a job and then two promotions at the Ministry of Magic. Percy uh, is tall and thin with red hair. Uh, His goal in life appears to have, appears to be to become the Minister of Magic. Percy was always been devoted to rules and procedures, which of course earned him an endless ribbing from Fred and George. His first job working for Barty Crouch Jr. at the ministry seemed a perfect fit. However, though he became Crouch's personal assistant just six months later, he didn't seem to be particularly successful. Crouch described him as over-enthusiastic and referred to him as Weatherby. And Percy failed to notice when his boss was imperious for several months. Despite his uneven record at work, Percy was offered a plum position on Fudge's staff in 1995 and accepted it with full pride. His parents questioned the appointment, though wondering whether Fudge might not have wanted to spy on their family. This made Percy so upset that he broke ties with the Weasley, moved to with the Weasleys, moved to London, and wholeheartedly embraced the ministry's official denial of Voldemort's return to power. He even sent a letter to Ron that urged him to stop hanging around with Harry so much. Molly was distraught when he returned his Christmas presents. Even after discovering that Dumbledore, Harry, and the Weasleys were correct, and the ministry corrupt, Percy found it difficult to upset. For two years, he did not apologize to his family, and he skipped Bill's wedding. Finally, with the Battle of Hogwarts imminent, Percy arrived at the school, sincerely apologized to his family, and joined in the battle, even joking as he dueled Minister Thickness that he was resigning his job. He was devastated when Fred died by his side. Though reunited with his family, deep down Percy was always the same old Percy. Nineteen years later, when Harry ran into him, he was, what else, discussing ministry regulations. Percy and his wife, Audrey, had two daughters, Molly and Lucy. And then the etymology of Percy is possibly a nickname for Percival, though Rowling has never confirmed this. In uh, Authorin, is that how you say that? Author and legend, Percival was a chivalrous knight who was given a glimpse of the Holy Grail. Ignatius derived from the Latin word for fire, the name for several saints, most notably St. Ignatius Loyal, founded for Loyola. the Jesuits. Loyola? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm a founded, recovering Catholic, so the- yes. <laughs> Loyola is a <laughs> university in Chicago, too. Yeah, oh, okay. and actually, actually, I almost went there. Me too. Um, well, I, I applied for Loyola. Okay, let me finish. Hold on. Sorry, sorry. Th- four, more, four more words. <laughs> Who was the founder of the Jesuits? Okay. Catholic. Now I'm done. <laughs> so, and it's Ar- Ar- Arthurian. Like oh, Arthur. Okay. Yeah. Arthur, the legend of Arthur. Yeah. Arthurian Arthur legend. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Percy we could have like a huge discussion on him because he's kind of 
He's just Percy. Do you guys think that when Hermione was made Minister of Magic that he was jealous? Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you think that... I think he was... I think with him admitting to his family that he was wrong and he apologized and every everybody he you know he was humbled by by everything that happened um but eventually you're eventually that's going to go away you know that humility where i was wrong and it says he was his old self even after you know he was his old self you could hear him talking about you know ministry regulations yeah i'm sure he was very jealous somebody well, that he knew and that was part of his family became minister of magic do you think it was to the extent where he wouldn't speak to them again? No. No. I don't think so. Uh-uh. Okay. No. All right. What do we think? I think he learned his lesson. I think that there, he learned his lesson that you can't allow certain things to break up the family. But, you you know, you can still get jealous. Right. Okay. Yeah. What do we think about Percy... Do you think he should have been placed in Slytherin instead of Gryffindor? Mm, no, because it was like we mentioned earlier, like him blindly following the letter of the law. That's that's loyal. Right. So I I think like I think that he was ambitious, but like not am not Slytherin ambitious. I think his I loyalty, not- huh? <laughs> Like not not for his gain, or not for like yeah. like gain on the backs of other people. I should say. Well, I don't think Percy wanted power for power itself. Yeah, I, I think, think he it was, wanted a way out of poverty. Well, I I would say yes to that, but I think also on the loyalty side, like I think he was so loyal to like the the ministry and the laws that they were putting out that he wanted to contribute to that. Right. Did we lose Robin? No, I, I was. Um, she digesting. I I think his his ambition to become minister of magic was not. Um, it, it it it's like your ambition. He wanted to be a prefect. He became a prefect. He wanted to be head boy. He became head boy. Um. And that that kind of goes it, it back. Just, it seems a logical step. I think it was for him. It was more. I want to be in the ministry. I want to be the. He- I want to be at the head of the ministry and make sure things are done the way that they're supposed to be done. Not. I want to be the head of the ministry to change things and to be in power. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But then too. So I think that was his ambition to to be minister of magic. Right. Because that's the next logical step. That's the top. And like back to what you had said about, um, you know, he like him putting his mind to be prefect and head boy, whatever. That's kind of what people use to argue that um, Percy was on the spectrum because he had to work harder to uh, obtain things compared to his brother, his his two older brothers. Like he had to study all summer long. Um, we noticed that there's times where Molly kind of like, oh, Percy, just kind of like brushes off his, some of his oddities. Um, 
and that's kind of what people use like oh percy had to work harder to achieve things so he either had some type of learning disability or autism spectrum or something that like in inhibited his like instant like i can't think of the word um i don't know i, I lost I can't think of the words like that I'm looking like I have a word in my head but it's not the right word but like Bill and Charlie are you know like Charlie's good with with um animals and creatures and Bill's you know big curse breaker he has just all this intelligence and like that's not the right word but like Percy has to like bust his butt to get like where where he wants to be so he has to put forth more effort like into his schoolwork, into his position at the ministry to be promoted. And even when he is promoted, um, Fudge and Scrimgeour are like, oh, hmm, Weatherby, hey. Yeah, because I mean, even like the ministry officials are like, this dude, loosen up, right. dude. Plus two, do we think that the ministry treats him like crap because of Arthur yeah I mean well okay it depends on the part of the book that you're 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 referring to um or or the part of the series I should say because like in the beginning like yeah like when he first started the ministry yeah they treated him like poo but then after the Weasleys kind of like were disgraced because of like every thing you know what i'm saying here like the fall like when percy was still you know in their good graces but the weasleys weren't like right i think when they like when they saw that shift when him shift away from the family that's when we saw them treat percy a little bit differently but i also do think that they did treat him a little bit off because he is a little bit off so right right because by by like five and six at that point well, five, six, and seven, the the ministry is like eyeballing the Weasley family, mm-hmm. just because they are so loyal to Dumbledore, and they're like using Percy as a pawn. But then I I don't I don't think they expected him to fall out with his family. Um, and Scrimgeour was hoping that by taking him home for Christmas that that they could, you know, weasel some information. <laughs> weasel, yeah. Yeah. weasel some information out of the family and Harry as to like what Dumbledore's doing and stuff like that. So I yep. think like the fallout from the family kind of like ruined the ministry's plan, like plan using Percy as a pawn. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I like yeah. that. It's not that they still didn't try to use him as a pawn. They still tried, but it didn't work as well as they thought it would. Right. It would. Right. And that's the thing with Percy, though, is like he's so. What's the what? How do I want to phrase this? He wanted to be in the ministry so bad that he was willing to, you know, throw a kid that he's like not not only his family but a kid that he's known his whole life. He was just willing to throw him to the monsters so he could have what he wanted yeah yeah poor Percy no 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 <laughs> no no 
Mm-hmm. But actually, though, um, back to Charlie really quick. The only time we see Charlie in the movies is when um, the Mr. Weasley wins the 700 Galleon raffle thing and they go to Egypt. Mm-hmm. And there's like the, the picture of them, like yeah. of the whole family. That is the only time we see Charlie Weasley in any of the movies. And that's so sad. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't a big part of the books, but still, he, he was in the books. They could have, you know, they could have, you know, they could have put him in the at least the Goblet of Fire. Right, because I mean, even in right, right, if not the Goblet of Fire, at least in Deathly Hallows, because that's when they start talk. That's when um, Haggard and Charlie talk about Norbert or Norberta. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like that's like a big plot point in Sorcerer slash Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. 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 I like how you did that. <laughs> Sorcerer slash Philosopher's Stone. Right. And actually, I found out last night we were doing a trivia. Um, I guess in the American books, or the American um, Sorcerer's Stone, because he gets fluffy from an Irishman in a bar. But Correct. if you listen to the, the UK version, he gets it from a Scottish chappie in a bar. Huh. So no, they well, changed. No, no, no. He gets it from a Greek guy. Yeah, yeah, Greek, 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 Greek. Yeah. Greek. That's what yeah. I meant. Greek. Sorry. I, I don't know why. I said movie, he gets it from an Irish. Irish feller. Right. Feller. So like now we're like. Yeah, in the movie. Like changing, like stop changing things. Well, they said that um, the marketing, the head of marketing for <sighs> who's the who's the distribution? Scholastic um, Brothers. Scholastic. Scholastic in the so in the, the U.S. So the mar- marketing for Scholastic Scholastic books sent a letter to J.K. and said, um, "People doesn't they don't they don't know what the Philosopher's Stone is." Right. Americans um, so, are stupid. We need to fix this. Well, That's yeah. He said, so you you might want to think about changing it. And I can't remember he made a suggestion and I can't remember what it is. So anyway, so that so she decided to change it to the sorcerer's stone because that would make more sense to Americans because we're idiots. But then the marketing guy actually came back later and said, um, you could have left it at Philosopher's Stone. They would have get they would have gotten it eventually once they started reading the book. Yeah. Well, and that's the I was thing. like, you know, I mean, if you're going to make a suggestion to somebody, then make it a set suggestion. Don't don't be like making a suggestion and then later it was like, oh, it didn't matter. You, you didn't have to change it anyway. It's like, what? What? Okay. Well, but I mean, what do what do 90 percent of American fans say? Like, we would have been fine with it as Philosopher's Stone. Right. Wouldn't have bothered us a bit. You might not have known exactly what it was. But you would have. But, but once you started reading it, then you would have gotten it. Yeah. But initially, right off the bat, what's a philosopher's stone? But it, that's not what draws you in. It's Harry Potter that draws you in. Yeah. Right. But whatever. <laughs> but I do sort of understand the, like the reasoning behind it being the '90s, you know, when it came out and everything. Um, but still, maybe maybe philosopher's stone would have been less um witchcrafty sounding versus sorcerer's stone well true yeah are we done with the top three weasley boys um i'm 
I mean, I'm satisfied. I mean, I yeah. can still talk more if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we don't have all day since Robin took That's forever. True. Yeah, Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> For those who don't know, Robin took a nap and we had to call her to wake her up. <laughs> that's what the sleeping beauty comment in the beginning of of the episode was i we are using zencaster right now and you can change your name so i put my name as sleeping beauty to kind of pick it robin take a jab yep you both suck <laughs> we love you mm-hmm. you get comfy i'm telling you, you get comfy in that chair and you forget and then you fall asleep and then you're like um oh crap i was comfy in bed I still got up. Well, I mean, I had got up four hours earlier. It wasn't like I wasn't up earlier. I, I know. took mean. all my stuff for the week. For my lunch and breakfast. Yeah, girl. I've been busy. So you went. So you took a power nap. So I took a power nap. I should have set an alarm. <laughs> well, I kept looking at the clock going, oh, I have time. Oh, I have time. And then next thing I know, the phone's ringing. What are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm sleeping. <laughs> right sam and i were like super close just saying forget robin we'll just record without her yep percy was just gonna be a blank hole right percy <sighs> percy would have just rolled over with fred and george next week yep sometimes percy is a blank hole <laughs> good job robin that was good <laughs> this is a family friendly show <laughs> i didn't say anything that i shouldn't have said she called him a blank hole so i mean we're, i think we're she beat herself all right, <laughs> so, all right are all right, we we're... ready for history and magic yes ma'am man i'm in so like in my daughter's room there's like this built-in bench and it's like a like a cubby underneath it and so we keep like a bunch of stuff on it like um her stuffed animals so i'm all kicked back over here against one of these stuffed animals like hey is it my turn yet (laughs) sweet all right so um we're still in 1269 because last week's history of magic ran into this week's history of magic so if you remember um i'm trying to think of the guy's name i think it was barnabas barnabas bragg um he became the chief of the wizards council and so with barnabas bragg coming in as the chief of the wizards council snidgets were also introduced into quidditch so um in this like i said 1269 at a quidditch match uh chief barnabas bragg or bar hold on barbarous barbarous brag of the wizards council releases a golden snidget and offers 150 gallons to whichever player catches it first this eventually proves so popular that a new position is added to quidditch teams the hunter whose sole task is to catch the golden snidget released onto the pitch during the game i think it's very cool how it went from like 150 galleons to now it's 150 points so but yeah, that's history of magic. Yay. Awesome. Okay. Social media. I'm trying. My my doc randomly closed out. Um, okay, I think I can do it from memory. Um, okay, so be sure to follow us on Facebook. Join our um Join our Facebook group, Ridiculous Podcast. Um, and then we are on Twitter and Instagram at Ridiculous Pod. And I am at Samantha Goddard on 
No, hold on. What's my username? Yeah, Samantha D. Goddard. Well, it's it's always been that, but like I took off the O three. But yeah, so at Samantha D. Goddard. And I'm at I'm at running my pups. And I'm at jstjohn0422 on Instagram. Also, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. And join us next week. Next. Huh? Exactly. Right. Join us next week as we discuss the Weasley twins, Fred and George, or Gred and Forge. Thank you for listening, and we hope you come back for more Potter. We do not need magic to transform the world. We carry all the power we need inside ourselves already. J.K. Rowling. Go be freaking kind. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. And stay six feet apart, people. Bye. Bye, everyone.